So um, we're going to do uh, about a half hour sitting, beginning with a bit of loving kindness practice, and then moving into three-point awareness practice. Um, I don't have anything, at least at the moment, that I um, feel moved to talk about tonight. So something might come up, um, and and then, but um, I think I'll just uh, maybe leave some space for a conversation um, if anyone has questions, um, and we'll just see see how it goes afterwards. Um, so just uh, I'm saying that in case something comes up during the sitting that you might want to ask about, that there should be space and time for that. Um, before we start sitting, um, I thought this might be a good time for each of us just to reflect on why we're practicing at all. Um, I think the answer to this question changes uh, with time. And um, it's good, I think, just to once in a while pause and ask ourselves, uh, what is my aspiration? What is it that brings me to practice? Uh, there's no right or wrong answer. I think the key is just to think about what is it for you, for each of us in this moment in our life. Um, brings us to this activity. So I'm just gonna leave a, a bit of time now for us to just reflect on that. I think sometimes it can feel hard to put into words what it is that draws us to practice. But I think it actually is a useful exercise to try to sum up in just a sentence for ourselves what we feel like our primary aspiration is. What is it that we want um, out of this? activity that we're doing. It might be interesting to chat a bit about what we've come up with afterwards. Well, if people feel moved to talk about that, but let's begin the sitting now. So um, please get in a comfortable position if you aren't already in one. And just take a few deep breaths to settle into the body, into this moment. It was the Buddha's birthday just a few days ago, over 2,500 years ago. Um, the person who really sits at the beginning of this long tradition of practice that we continue tonight was born. And maybe it would be a nice way to begin by just thinking about all the people, the Buddha, but teachers since his time, but also just people in our own lives, maybe books we've read, videos we've seen, 
podcasts we've listened to, all the people in our lives that have brought us to this place where we have access to these practices. Just reflect on the good fortune that we have been introduced to this tradition. And just to take a moment to express some gratitude, to feel gratitude for all the myriad people and events have led to us being here together tonight to sit in community. Now please bring your awareness to the center of your chest and just feel the sensations there as you breathe in and out. Let the breath come and go at its own rhythm and let the center of your chest feel just the way it does. No need to expect it to feel a certain way. If the chest, the heart space feels tight, that's okay. Just feel the sensations of that tightness. It feels raw, achy, tender, let it feel that way. And just as you breathe in and out, and settle into this meditation period. Feel with as much detail as possible the sensations there. And notice how those sensations change, if only very subtly, through the course of each in-breath and out-breath. And now please begin to visualize your breath actually being drawn in directly through the center of the chest as if there's a conduit between the air around you and your lungs and your heart. You can draw your breath directly in through this, the sternum area, the breastbone, this area in the very center of your chest. Picture the breath breath being drawn in and feel the sensations as you breathe into this space.
Please continue to feel the sensations here in the center of your chest as we continue with this loving kindness practice. So as you continue following the breath in this way, please bring to mind someone for whom you feel deep love and gratitude. You might even imagine breathing in their presence along with the breath directly into your heart space. Picture this person. Think of all the reasons you feel so much love and gratitude for this person. And as you continue keeping this person in mind, Please repeat the following lines, silently directing these sentiments to that person. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be at peace. And may you be free from suffering. Do one more round. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be at peace. And may you be free from suffering. And for this next round, please take yourself as the object of this meditation, directing the sentiments towards yourself. May I be happy. May I be safe. May I be at peace. And may I be free from suffering. One more round. May I be happy. May I be safe. May I be at peace. 
And may I be free from suffering. Now please bring to mind another person in your life for whom you feel much positive feeling, much appreciation, kindness, love. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be at peace. And may you be free from suffering. For this next round, I encourage you to take as the object of your meditation, the others who are gathered here tonight for this sitting, this community that we share. And directing these sentiments to just this collectivity, this community. May you all be happy. May you be safe. May you be at peace. And may all of you be free from suffering. And following tradition, let us direct this final round to all beings. May all beings be happy. May all beings be safe. May all beings be at peace. And may all beings be free from suffering. Now we're going to transition into some mindfulness practice, three-point awareness practice. So to begin, let's just continue following the breath for a little bit before adding the other anchors. So feel free to continue following the breath in the center of the chest. Or if you prefer, you can follow it in the nose or in the belly, whichever feels most natural and comfortable for you. Let's just sit and enjoy the feeling of our breath moving in and out of our bodies. 
And whenever your awareness is carried away and you lose track of the breath, please know that that's natural. Nothing's wrong with that. Just when you notice that happens, just gently bring your awareness back to the breath, gently and without judgment. As you continue following the breath, please now include in your awareness the sensations in your hands. If you can't hold the awareness of the hands and your breath at the same time, simultaneously, just move gradually back and forth between your hands and your breath. With practice and over time, you'll be able to hold both in your awareness simultaneously, but it's okay to move between them. And now as you continue being aware of the breath and of the sensations in your hands, please add into your awareness the sounds in the space around you. And do you, if you have to move between the anchors from breath to hands to sounds and back to breath, that's okay. Just do that. And perhaps once in a while, you'll be able to hold two or all three anchors simultaneously. Notice how when you get lost in thought, you stop hearing so much of what's going on around you, as if the ears get clouded over, muffled. Just use that as a reminder to reconnect with sounds around you and to come back to the present moment. Being aware of breath, hands, and sounds. 
This will be our practice for the next 10 minutes. I'm not going to say anything for those 10 minutes. I'll just let you know when the sitting is over.
Okay, everyone. Feel free to stretch your body, get comfortable. Actually, I stopped the sitting two minutes ago. I forgot for some reason my mic had been muted. We could have gone forever. <laughs> I was like, wow, everyone's hardcore. They're just keeping their kids in. So hello. Um, does anyone have anything they'd like to talk about, bring up, ask about? Or even just to share like what came up at the beginning of the sitting when I asked you guys to reflect on intentions and aspirations, any, anything. This is a group of regulars, so you all know that there's nothing wrong with silence. So don't anyone feel like you, you need to say something. There's, there's space and time. And we just sit for a bit and no one wants to say anything. You can say goodnight a little early. It's fine. Bernie? Hi, it's Carrie. Hi. Um, I had the oddest experience. Um, I reflected on um, why I do this and I it it became very clear because and it sounds so pretentious. I want to be one with the universe. I want to have that feeling. And then like near the end, Zoom kicked me off. But then, <laughs> and then it said, oh, no, connecting. And you know, that little wheel goes round and round and round. So I think the universe was telling me something tonight. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah. I feel like my um, my own aspiration lately um, has just been to be able to love the people close to me more openly and to be able to be a service to others. Um, uh, it's been different things. Sometimes, Carrie, I've had I've had the thought that you you had. You know, just right now, I'm sort of feeling like it's. Um, yeah, this is the way it, it, it comes to me to think about like why I do this. And also, I mean, also I think with the thought of like to be able to be a service, I have to just not be so hung up on my own trips, you know, yeah, not getting it in my own way, right? Um, it does change over time. It goes, it, it cycles through. Yeah, I, I find it, it, it changes a, a lot too, but one thing that, that has persisted probably since the 
1970s is this the, this idea that that meditation is all about going into some kind of a deep trance and coming out and being peaceful and and happy and I I, I, I sort of learned that that's a that's not what it's about but I that 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 feeling that hope lingers. I can relate, John. <laughs> Yeah. Today I came in um, just buzzing, just going so fast. And I, it took me a while to slow down. So for me, a lot of time, a lot of times this is, I, I need this just to take the time to be here now. Otherwise, I'm just letting life pass me by. And um, I haven't gotten to a place where I can give to other people yet because I'm still so struggling to be a whole person myself. And I, I feel like so many times I wish I could just um, just take one step at a time and the breathing really helps me. But I got there. I mean, I got to where I was not buzzing. In fact, I was deep in something. And it was funny. I kind of laughed out loud. So that was kind of fun for me to be in a happy space. Mm. Yeah. Well, Sylvia, I, from what I've heard, you give to a lot of people. So just, you know. It's a wonderful aspiration, but I, I think you're being a little hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Hi, Bill. Morning, oh. I, I always say thank you. But um, for me, I first started doing this in a small group in Los Angeles, but we had a wonderful group that met in North Adams for like eight or 10 years. Mm -hmm. The Eclipse Mill was someone leading us and then our group in the yoga. And I just found, I moved to Phoenix and on Monday, on Sunday night, we found, I found a wonderful group at an inside meditation, like 20 people from all over the country. It makes such a difference to be able to learn and do, be taught, but also do this with other people. Connecting lifts me up so much. Mm -hmm rather than sitting and doing it alone. That's it. It's so I feel so good being able to gather with you guys to do this. Thank you. Mm. I'm glad you're continuing to call in, Jane, even after. Uh, yeah. yeah, and the group, in, and I found a wonderful group of people in Phoenix. It really reminds you that there is such good people who really want the same things that we talk about. It's, it makes such a difference. So thank you. Mm. Thank you, Jane. Yeah. Bill, were you going to say something a moment ago? Yeah, I was going to say that um, I heard the saying that, that we need to joyfully participate in the agony of life. <clears throat> and um, I try to be happy all the time, but there is some, uh, you know, agony or sorrowful times. But what does that mean to you? And as a teacher, how would you teach us to joyfully participate in the agony of life? The agony is a little heavy. <laughs> I, um, I, oh, oh, no, no, no. It's real heavy. But but you know what? Uh, there's no permanence, you know? And we're, no, I, no, we're no, no, no. I, I know. I told, and Bill, we, I mean, you've, you've shared powerfully. We know some of the stuff you're going through, right? I mean, um, and I think agony is not a bad word for some of it. But actually, the, 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 the phrase that I really do love is the one that John Kabat-Zinn used for his book, Full Catastrophe Living. You know, he got it from the movie Zorba the Greek. You know, mm -hmm. the full catastrophe. I like that because it's like, yeah, that's what life is. It's like, it's just everything, you know, joy and agony, you know, and all, and, and that's, um, I don't know what I, I mean, Bill, I, I still feel uncomfortable even like thinking of myself as a teacher. You know, I just have, I, I don't even know what I could, I think all of you know as much as I do. I mean, um, and I don't think I have much to say beyond what I've 
I say every Tuesday and when I lead the meditations is just being open to whatever the moment is presenting. I don't think there is anything else we can do. Um, um, but you know, like when you talked a few weeks ago about um, you know worrying about your own health, how much time you have, and yet um, turning outwards and giving to the kids in your area, right? That seems to me like one of the most powerful things I've heard on any of these Tuesday nights about how to, to live the full catastrophe, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, you're going through so much stuff on your own and yet you're, you're, you're using that as an opportunity to open your heart, right? Um, I think that's beautiful, yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> Hi, Mary. Hi. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, um, you, you spoke in the beginning, Bernie, about 2,500 years ago, approximately, mm -hmm. when the Buddha was born. And um, for me, I'm not sure I can define uh, the purpose or, of, or why I do this meditation. Mm -hmm. But um, it, one, one of the things I learn or I, I am brought to is to be present. And somehow during this time right now, it might fit for you too, Bill. Um, it feels vitally important to be here right now when there's so much chaos going on around us. And to sit in the midst of that and be still and hold to the, the idea that we need to be open, we can be open. <laughs> and embrace all of this uh, without any commentary. It just, uh, that, that kind of struck me that probably, it, I mean, it feels like a powerful time and that must be a carrying on of the, the lineage of these practices. Yeah, thank you, Mary. It, it is a powerful time, and uh, Sylvia mm. has a great door, by the way. <laughs> you know, I think, um, actually, Bill, I mean, what Mary said made me think, Bill, again, about what you were asking about, and I feel like... Um, one of the one of the most difficult things about practice, but I think also one of the most beautiful and powerful things about practice is I think it gives us a way to let the suffering that's an inevitable part of life tenderize us, right? Rather than harden us. I mean, I think, you know, there's there's so much that is difficult that's just inherent to living, both in, in a body like the ones we have also in the world, like the one that Mary's describing. And I think it would be so understandable and so natural for us to harden ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. um, protect ourselves. And I think that's what I meant when I used the example of what you said a few weeks ago, Bill, when we did the contemplating our mortality priorities practice. Uh, you know, you're using the crucible of this moment to open your heart, to let it be more tender and soft. Right? I think that that is how to live with in, in this, the agony while not becoming shrunk by it, you know, lessened by it. Well, well I'm not in any pain or I'm not really suffering. Although I have the realization that, uh, you know, there's no permanence in mm. life. Uh, but the truth is, is that I only have this, 
I, I know that I only have this uh, a, a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. however long that might be, whether it's uh, five years or 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the freedom uh, because of our stature in life or so forth that, that I have the affordability and the energy to give back right now. And um, so I even, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, this sounds morbid, but uh, even I donated my body to the anatomy lab at the local university because uh, the last thing I want to say is to a medical student is, hey, I gave it all up. You know, I gave it all up while I was here. And that uh, uh, I, I haven't written my obituary yet because my wife won't let me. But um, uh, the truth is, is that um, I know, I know um, we don't have an infinite amount of time and that uh, we do have to joyfully participate. And, and, and life is, mm-hmm. life can be hard and, and, and um, cause a lot of anguish. And uh, if we've all known somebody who's passed, it brings tears to our eyes and so forth. But um, I want to find as much joy as I can while I can. And uh, this Tuesday night was a great find for me. Uh, I, I don't know how to tell you this, Bernie, but everybody's been lovely. And um, uh, the experience, I have it written down on my calendar for the next year. Uh, Tuesday nights with Bernie. <laughs> it's like, uh, so... Anyway, I celebrate that, and I want to thank you for, for being here. Thanks, Bill. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you found us. Yeah, we're lucky. <laughs> well, maybe that's a good note to end on for tonight. Mm-hmm. How about we sit for just a minute, and then we'll say good night? Does that sound good to people? Okay. Okay, good. All right, everyone. Good night. Really good to see you all.